Hey there, if you're listening to this and you support us on Patreon, you can hear it via the Patreon page ad-free. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and this week we're sharing new, under-the-radar sounds you need to hear. Buried Treasures. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. Later, I'll pay tribute to the late Mary Weiss of the Shangri-Las. Let's get right into the Buried Treasures. Jim, I want to kick us off with... uh... VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. A record by a young artist named Courtney Hadwin, all of 19 years old, an English singer-songwriter. Her voice has been compared to, I get this, Tina Turner and Janis Joplin. Powerhouse. Just had a few singles out. Still living with her parents in England, you know? Wow. (laughs) We're just getting started here, right? Uh, She released four singles last year that she wrote. Uh, the latest and best of which is the track I'm going to play. She's been, uh, in this particular track, uh, she's wrestling with the notion of uh, maintaining your mental equilibrium while under extreme stress. Mm. Sounds like uh, a lot of 19-year-olds I know. Sounds like, sounds a, lot like of... a lot of people I know at my age. Well, this you know? is true. It sounds like a lot of tracks on my <laughs> list of buried treasures this, uh, this episode. All right. Uh, this is, uh, you know, it, it, if nothing else, it sounds like the premise for one of those uh, psychodrama horror flicks. You know, mm. I'm a little bit lonely, but I'm never alone, surrounded by myself, and there's nobody home. You know, uh, so, But I, I just love the voice. I love the way the, the, the drama of the track uh, Courtney Hadwin is the name of the artist. Monsters is the song on Sound Opinions. I'm a little bit lonely, but I'm never alone. Surrounded by myself and there's nobody home. The night's long, last all day. And I can't keep keeping all the monsters away. I need a flashlight to chase them away. That is Monsters from a very promising uh, new voice uh, from England, Courtney Hadwin. I love the way it starts out all dramatic and a little goth and then (laughs) blows up. I noticed uh, two trends, which I I won't tip until later in your picks this episode. Okay, all right. I'm going to start out with a band, an Irish garage punk band from Dublin called Sprints. My buddy Jim Testa, I don't know, he must listen to music 28 hours a day <laughs> said uh, you got to check this band out all you need to know is they started the group after seeing savages mm. perform live i have been waiting <laughs> you know for these savages influence to come yeah. out in the wash one of the best bands i'd seen uh since nirvana and and uh just i was heartbroken when jenny beth decided to take the solo route um because the group was extraordinary and uh Carla Chubb, the leader of the band, the voice of the band, uh, you know, has that kind of intensity, that voice uh, that is just a flamethrower. 
and um, a little bit of theatricality and, um, you know, talk about questioning our place in the world. This track that I'm going to play, Ticking, uh, it's a single from the album Letter to Self, which just came out this month after two EPs had preceded it. Um, You know, it, it has that existential angst maybe i should cut off my hair right uh am i fitting into the world and then building in the savages tradition to the grand existential question uh am i alive am i alive carla asks again and again the guitars are just incredibly powerful the rhythm section kicks it and i fell in love with this band instantly the track is ticking the band is sprints i'm loving the whole album letter to self maybe i should check the weather maybe i should bring a sweater maybe i should cut my hair off maybe i should with ticking um you know to say that they have savages in them i mean you know good luck if you can copy savages it's not a straight copy but it's in the tradition you know uh i didn't i didn't like say oh that's a savages knockoff but i love this record this is a great pick jim um you know i start my list of potential Uh top tens in january this is on on that list on mine as well really really good record absolutely uh, we're going to ask our producers to chip in here as well. Uh, Sol Delgadillo is up. Sol, what, what kind of a buried treasure have you got for us? So this time around, my buried treasure, I decided to go with what I'm comfortable with, which is my K-pop route. Um, so I chose Sweet Venom by Enhypen, and I ended up choosing the English version. Um, it's just so good. It's so catchy. Um, I saw them back in October, and it was, like, my very first VIP K-pop experience. I don't want to disclose <laughs> how much money I spent, but that's okay. Um, and, when, and one of the VIP perks was this little, like, paper box cover, and it had a little note on it um, that said, please look forward to Orange Blood and place the album inside this cover when it comes out. And mm. not even, like, a couple days, a couple weeks later... Um, they released an album and then you got to like put the albums in there when you physically went out and bought them. So I thought it would be nice to just play that. Um, I have a good memory tied to it and yeah. Excellent. Hey, so how many K-pop bands make it over, uh, to the U S to tour, especially ones that are not on the top level? Mm, So I'd say a a good amount of them do. It's just a matter of how expensive the shows are. Yeah. And um, what venues can, like, hold either that many people or that little people. Um, I imagine the hurdles are daunting because they are for any uh, overseas touring act, more so today than ever. Yeah, definitely. And also, when they do tour, I feel like they all come at the exact same time. <laughs> like your, your concert dollars are stretched thin. It's yeah, I I when when I tell you I have a whole separate savings account just for just for K-pop shows. This I is do. why you're a producer on Sound Opinion Soul. Hey, you know what? That's that that's where all the money goes. I'm you guys are indirectly funding my my K-pop All right. Well, well let, let's yeah, somebody's got to do it, right, Soul? Yeah. Let's dive in and hype in Sweet Venom, the English version.
Souls Pick and Hypen. Uh, let's turn to our Columbia College intern, Max Hatlam. Max, you took a, a, a left turn this, this time. Yeah, well, I'd been wanting to recommend something in this lane for a while, but uh, um, yeah, this week I decided to go with something a bit jazzier. Uh, it's a song called Rust by an artist named Yusef Days featuring Tom Mish. Uh, Yusef is a brilliant drummer. He's been getting popular in the London jazz scene. Both of these guys are uh, British artists. And yeah, Yusef is a jazz artist. A lot of people see him that way, but the thing I really like about Yusef is that he seems to be influenced by so many different styles. He's talked about West African music, Brazilian music. I can definitely hear rock and roll influence, hip hop influence. This song in particular kind of feels like it exists in some weird space between rock and hip hop. Uh, it's such a simple song. It's mostly just drums and bass. There's some electric keys. There's a little bit of choir in the background, kind of giving it this cool gospel vibe. Um, Yusef packs a lot of cool drumming into it. He has this unique talent for being delicate and intense at the same time. That's kind of his thing. Um, yeah, you, you know, you know, you're not kidding. Just before the three minute mark, there is a 10 second drum roll. Mm -hmm. Right. Must be four measures, mm -hmm. if not more. Uh, and, it, and it's a musical part. It is not. Uh, let me show off, uh, you know, how, how many notes hmm. I can play. It, it carries the song to a new level just before it ends. Yeah. Yeah. And he sounds like he's just chilling the whole time. Like n none of yeah. none of it is really um, not even breaking a sweat. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't think he ever does more than just one hit on the snare. It's like there's always like at least a couple ghost notes in there. Um, yeah, I think you could say that he exists in a similar space with like Kamasi Washington, Micaiah McRaven, Robert Glasper, people that are making new jazz music and like definitely you can hear the influence of hip hop on those artists. But I think that Yusef is even more ambiguous and I'm just excited to see where his sound goes in the future. Well, let's give the drummer some Yusef days with Rust. Max's pick for this episode of Buried Treasures, Yusef Day's Rust. I love it because, uh, you know, that British jazz scene is incredible. You know, Shabaka Hutchings, uh, Nubia Garcia, I mean, these artists are, you, you nail it, Max. There's a sort of an eclecticism to that uh, uh, area of music where it is, you know, it's jazz adjacent as opposed to like pure jazz. They're blending so many different, different styles. And I was asking Shabaka Hutchings about it, uh, you know, years ago. And he said, you know, I go to clubs, too. <laughs> yeah, I like that yeah, kind of music. Yeah. I don't need to just play straight up jazz. I can play all this different style of, styles of music. And there's nothing saying that uh, they can't. And I, I just think it's a really exciting movement right now. Good stuff. As always, we want to hear your picks. Leave them in a voice message on our website or leave a comment in our Patreon community. When we return, we'll share more of our recent buried treasures and hear more from our production staff on Sound Opinions. Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island. Since 1988, Goose Island has been brewing award-winning beers in Chicago that are inspired by this city. 
Take 312 Lemonade Shandy, Tropical Beer Hug Double IPA, and a rotating series of hazy IPAs only available in Chicago. Uh, you know, every time we go down to Goose Island, there's another one that they're pushing on us. That's right. You and know, they're all good. Absolutely. And uh, what supporters of, of musical culture, you know, in, in the city of Chicago and elsewhere, uh, if you go to a show in Chicago and you see that Goose Island uh, sign, you know, you know you're in good hands. Uh, they're music fans as well as great uh, beer makers at Goose Island. So we're really proud to be associated with them. The Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Sound Opinions is sponsored by Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success. Skip the grocery store, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options. Factor now offers additional options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep you going no matter what's on the schedule. When things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. So if you want to try Factor and make your life easier, here's what you need to do. Head to factormeals.com slash soundops50 and use code soundops50 to get 50% off. That's code soundops50 at factormeals.com slash soundops50 to get 50% off. And we are back. This week, we're sharing some of our latest batch of buried treasures. New under-the-radar music you probably haven't heard, but you need to. Let's uh, throw it to our producer, Andrew Gill. Andrew, what have you got for us? What's up, guys? Uh, this is a very Andrew Gill pick. Um, it's it's not an Irish artist this time, but it is a ex-evangelical homeschooler. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, this is an artist named Katie Kirby, who is a recent signing to Anti Records, who seem to be on a spree of signing up uh, these uh, inventive young singer-songwriters. Um, her new album is called Blue Raspberry, and um, the song I want to play is called Table. Um, and she says about this song that it represents the limitations she experienced being raised as a homeschooled evangelical Christian in Texas. Um, and the video really makes this clear because she's dressed like a Puritan in a church. <laughs> and she just, there's a table in the middle of the church and she destroys it with an mm -hmm. axe and then rebuilds uh, a new table that she is uh, living underneath uh, by the end of the video. Well, Andrew, so. you've been doing some extraordinary criticism, uh, cultural journalism with your uh, podcast on, in your spare time, quote unquote. Hey, you know, give, let's right. give it another plug. We've talked about it in the past. Oh uh, yeah, Rock That Doesn't Roll. Check it out. Um, it's a PRX podcast, uh, season two coming in April. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, if you think you know Christian Rock, you don't. Mm. And Andrew uh, and his co-host will enlighten you. Right. And, you know, Katie, though, is part of like a whole subgenre now. Right. That she toured with Julia Jacqueline, who I would slot in this category as well. You could broaden it out to even Lucy Dacus, mm -hmm. Julian Baker, all these artists that are doing amazing work. Um, and m many of them now are queer as well. So it's yeah. uh, kind of an interesting trajectory the way that works. But uh, yeah, Katie Kirby with Table. It's, uh, it's a good track.
That is Katie Kirby with Table. Uh, you know what? I also thought a little Waxahachie uh, adjacent mm. kind of sound to me. You know, that, that's what I picked up as well. So Also a recent signing to Another <laughs> sign. Yeah, I love the way the background builds in the, in, yeah. in the, in the climax of the song. It's cool. I want to hop to a band called Posey. Uh, this is a, uh, a trio uh, with a new album, uh, Smiling Pools, their second album that came out last, late last year. Uh, they'd released a couple EPs and a, and a debut album in 2019 prior to that. It's a trio, as I mentioned, uh, drums, uh, bass, and violin. And I think what's distinctive about them especially is that violin played by one Rosa Brooke. Uh, she's filtering that violin through these MIDI converters and synthesizers and getting a really kind of um, uh, avant-garde kind of sound to it. You know, it reminiscent maybe John Cale and the Velvet Underground mm. with that viola, you know, the way that sounded, that drone and also just the, the effects on it. Uh, and also the three-part harmonies that sort of swim over the top of these very minimalist grooves. I mean, everything is just very stripped down. So those violin parts are really highlighted as well as those uh, harmony vocals uh, uh, swimming over the top with the melody line. Uh, here's a track from the new album called Pest Control by Posey on Sound Opinions. Posey, P-O-Z-I, by the way. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Out of the UK. Uh, that is a track called Pest Control. I was hearing a little suicide in there, yeah, too. Yeah, very minimalist, for sure. You love that stuff. I'm going to a band now called Blusher and a new single called Rave Angel. This is a three-piece uh, girl group. Uh, they proudly take that name. Girl group, hot girl pop, they say they're making. Uh, alternately angry, sparkly pop. Uh, and they are producers, multi-instrumentalists, singers. Uh, they have as their role models the Spice Girls or uh, Destiny's uh, Child, but they all are Beyonce, they say, <laughs> right? They're, they are all taking turns uh, leading the group, so it's not uh, a girl group in the sense of one person way out front. It's about having a good time. They were bored during COVID. They were frustrated, uh, as they've said. They've had a lot of pent-up energy, and they just wanted to make some pop music to dance to. That doesn't mean they aren't angry. Uh, the DJ here sucks, they say in rave angel can i redeem the night and um you know their own grooves are far better than whatever they were listening to because it's joyous it's uh it's propulsive it's just a lot of fun so uh from down under blusher with rave angel DJ may have sucked, but uh, Blusher does not. Blusher does not. I love that bass line in that track. Yeah. I'm going to go back to Chicago for this one. Uh, a band named La Rosa Noir. Uh, Red Motorcycle there, uh, is a single from their new album, Arolano. It's named after the singer's uh, late mother. Um, her, her mom's life and death really inspired a lot of the songs by Yashi Regalado. She is a, a powerhouse vocalist. 
uh, and singing over uh, a bit of post-punk, a little bit of surf twang in the sound that I'm hearing, a mix mm. of influences, um, and, and, and a lot of songs referencing their Mexican heritage throughout. You know, you got a, a single uh, earlier from the record was called Chicano Stomp. You know, they're very uh, <laughs> loud and proud about, yeah. about their heritage, which is great. Uh, red motorcycle. I just, uh, man, I, I just wanna. I don't ride motorcycles, but I would if I had this as a soundtrack. I think all the I'd time. pay to see that. <laughs> Not wouldn't be a pretty sight. La Rosa Noir with red motorcycle on Sound Opinions. Red Motorcycle, La Rosa Noir, a uh, great new band out of Chicago. They do rock. Uh, you know, I, I broke your buried treasures uh, with the exception of Posey, which is in the uh, synth pop uh, early 80s tip. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got you got two ferocious rockers and you got two uh, kind of theatrical songs. You, you, you yeah, were, yeah, definitely. Uh, Typecasting you. I'm going to uh, Maggie Lindemann next with a single called Hostage. You know, Greg, um, we appreciate all the publicists who do get in touch with us and say, listen to this. We can't ever get back to all of them. There are so many. But, you know, when our buddy Jim Merlis or my longtime friend Bobby Gale says, I think you might like this, uh, I always give it at least the 10-second test mm-hmm. because they know my taste. Um, you know, Maggie is trafficking in kind of electro-pop but with a little bit of like Courtney Barnett or alt-era um, rage in it. And um, I really like this track, Hostage. You know, it is a recurring theme uh, among some of our picks. Uh, feeling trapped, uh, despite being a good place in your life, feeling trapped and questioning yourself and whether you fit. Um, that's what the song is about. It, interesting career. Uh, Maggie Lindemann's had uh, really big, this young uh, artist from Dallas, Texas, uh, broke big in the European charts, had a a number four hit in Sweden and charted in the UK, Ireland, Netherlands, right? And uh, as far as I can tell, kind of unknown uh, Mm. since her debut album, Sucker Punch, in 2022. Hopefully, uh, forthcoming album, I think this single is a taste of it, will make her better known here at home. Maggie Lindemann, Hostage. Bobby Gale, Maggie Lindemann, <laughs> Hostage. It's got yeah. great energy. Huge pop chorus, too, you know? Yeah. That, that staticky, glitchy synthesizer sound, and then that big chorus hit, hits it, hits you right between we the eyes. We keep seeing, you know, the influence of mainstream pop in all sorts of underground genres, and yeah. that is not a bad thing. Yeah, for sure. We uh, need to go to another one of our producers. Uh, Alex Claiborne has a track for us. Alex, I know you're the pop queen. I'm ready to get another dose of pop candy. Let us know what you got. I swear, guys, I, I like other genres of music and other styles of music. But <laughs> we know when it you comes do. to 
discovering like recent new songs. Like I have a whole bunch of great buried treasures from other genres that I've discovered from the 70s or 80s or 90s or whenever. And so I have certainly a treasure trove from then. But for this one, um, for the for the more recent stuff, it's mostly pop oriented. So this is a song uh, called Dating a Drug Dealer, and it's by the artist slash band The Sunshine State. Um, the artist is Skylar Stone Street, and she's a songwriter. Um, she's written a lot of music for artists like Dua Lipa, um, Tate McRae, Justin Bieber, and Ariana Grande. So she's done kind of the pop circuit in terms of like, you know, kind of making some money, putting some stuff away, making some hits. Um, but this song, Dating a Drug Dealer, came out in late 2022 on uh, kind of an album EP. It's eight songs called In Another Life. And I came across this song fall of last year, and it's kind of stuck with me since. And the song is about dating someone who has a lot of money. And you're like, this person's probably doing maybe something nefarious to to earn their money. But like also <laughs> ignorance is bliss, you know, kind of thinking about well, all these nice things. But like, it's probably, you know, <laughs> like this, maybe ask, this isn't tell, a, huh? yeah. above above board. And like, maybe maybe I'm falling for this person. But also like in the back of your mind, kind of having some caution. But I love the instrumental elements of this song and just a, a synth pop vibe and i really um appreciate because it has been so dreary outside whether it's been cold or maybe it's warmed up but it's rainy and gross outside and this song yeah. very much evokes being on a boat in the middle of the ocean or being in southern california um so i i very much enjoy the song and i hope you guys like it too uh the sunshine state dating a drug dealer Dating a drug dealer by the Sunshine State. You know, you do sort of have to pull up a little bit when Alex, you know, gives you a song sa uh, stating dating a drug dealer. Dating, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> not this is going to be a little different. Not an Alex title. You know what? What I liked, Alex, was the casualness of the vocal. Singing about this, like, toxic person. And it's just kind of <laughs> laid back about it, you know? Uh, which I thought was an interesting uh, twist on the whole, you know, expectation game that I was playing here. You know, Summoning complete, a, a little bit of, upended it. A, a little bit of Lana Del Rey there, yeah. I thought, you know, with that sort of uh, darkness and then making light of it. Good stuff, Alex. As always, we want to hear your picks. Leave them in a voice message on our website or start a conversation in our Facebook group. We have more than 3,500 music fans just waiting to see what you recommend. When we come back, more Buried Treasures. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions. Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island. Since 1988, Goose Island's been brewing beers in the spirit of Chicago. You can find IPAs, lemonade, shandy, and limited releases in-store or at one of Goose's venues in Chicago. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And we're back. This week, we're sharing new music that we're excited about and think you need to hear. Uh, my next buried treasure is from a band called The Last Dinner Party. I am really intrigued about this British indie rock band from London, uh, formed just a couple of years ago. 
you know, Baroque pop, I guess, starts to get at what they're doing here. I'm hearing a lot of sparks. For those of you who are familiar with that band, you know, there's great sparks and there's like, you know, maybe too yeah. too much of sparks. But I, I think they're at their best. They're really great. And I, I think uh, the last dinner party gets at some of what made sparks great. Um, again, the Baroque quirkiness of it. Uh, they opened a tour for Florence and the Machine last summer, which sounds like a perfect pairing. You know, they're mm. kind of. They're kind of a, they're, there's nothing subtle really, you know. It's pretty, pretty intense, pretty over the top. Um, the vocals uh, are really strong. Uh, they all sing, as far as I can tell. And again, the the, the classical instrumentation combined with the voices and the uh, urgency of the track uh, make it a really intriguing combination for me. I want to hear more from this band. Here's a track. They've been releasing a bunch of singles. It's called Sinner. Uh, the Last Dinner Party is the name of the band on Sound Opinions. I wish I knew you Back when we were both small I wish I knew you But I have gotten too tall I wish I knew you When touch was innocent I wish I knew you Before it felt like a sin That is Sinner from The Last Dinner Party. Jim, what do you got next for us? I, I don't have anything that twee or theatrical. That one, that one <laughs> I know did, it's not up your alley. That but one I, did not connect I with really me. I really like it. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad. <laughs> I'm going in a different direction here. I think Andrew would like this track. I'm going to play a song called Rotting Fruit by an artist named Kalia Lee. Um, she is from Vancouver. Boy, has she got some impressive fans. She's been getting shout-outs from the likes of Taylor Swift and Boney Vare. Um, you know, hushed, organic, folky singer-songwriter uh, that is really powerful stuff. Uh, the reason I said Andrew and, and his fascination with the underground Christian movement, uh, she grew up playing strictly in the church and has since seen her worldview expand. And this song, Rotting Fruit, is about these ideas that you grew up with that were instilled in you and the fight you have to have as you form your own opinions and belief systems. Some of these old ideas mm. rot like the two tomatoes that looked so good only two days ago that sort of exploded in my fruit bowl <laughs> over there uh, that I got rid of this morning, Greg. Uh, Rotting Fruit by Kalia Lee. Now's the time to Lee, rotting fruit. You know, with fans like Taylor, she's going to explode. <laughs> but not like the tomato, I'm sorry. When I, when I saw the song title, I was like, is this a Dead Kennedys album? You know, rot, rotting fresh fruit, fresh fruit, fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it no, was. It, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's uh, the direct opposite of that. Uh, Slow Pulp is a band that a number of people have been advocating uh, to me in recent months. They're a Chicago group. Um, they moved here from uh, Madison, Wisconsin, a quartet. I've uh, been releasing music pretty steadily since 2015. Keep getting better with every record. Got signed to Anti Records, which ain't bad. Pretty, nope. good, pretty good record label. Uh, their second full length came out in 2023 called Yard. I'm up and down on the record as a whole, the album as a whole, but it's got some killer tracks on it. Emily Massey is the lead vocalist and guitar player. And, uh, you know, she's a, she's a presence on this record, uh, for sure. She, she definitely uh, structures the sound. Good band around her, good rhythm section uh, with Emily on the lead vocals. Here's, a, I think, what is the best track on the record called Cramps from Slow Pulp on Sound. There's no- 
Slow Pulp Cramps is the name of the song. I know I can always count on you to give us at least one heavy, heavy, uh, <laughs> you know, almost doom stoner rock uh, kind of entry in each Buried Treasures. Um, and it always makes me happy. Well, there you go. My last uh, Buried Treasure, Greg, is an artist who's been around for a while but is set to make a lot of noise in 2024. Alexandra Ashley use Canadian singer-songwriter and visual artist, performance artist, I'd really say, who emerged from that indie pop scene in Toronto in the mid-2000s as Ally X. Hmm. Why is she Ally X? Because in mathematics, she says, <laughs> X is any possible variable. It's an unknown quantity. And I think that's what uh, Ally X wants us to uh, approach our music as as the unknown quantity, ripe with surprises. Um, I really wanted to play uh, the newest single from this forthcoming album. It's due in February, but boy, it would have gotten us in trouble uh, <laughs> on public radio. Uh, thank you. Words you can't say on public radio. Thank you, producers, right. for uh, always um, yeah, watching our back there. However, I can play the title track, Girl With No Face. It's out as a single. The album's coming February 23rd. Um, you know, equal parts, Alex says, uh, ABBA, Bjork, Kate Bush, and then something completely Martian. I don't know. She describes her, her melodies as being soaring pop, borderline theatrical Disney, but the lyrics always seem to be darker. Uh, you know, I'm kind of allergic to that Broadway theatricality Disney thing. But here, it just works. And uh, the music is super inventive. The attitude is second to none. Girl With No Face by Ali X. Girl with no face. Alex uh, was a fan and had him on her uh, uh, buried treasures list, but we just never got to him. We got to, you know, you and I could take, you know, a sabbatical of six months and just turn it over to Alex and Andrew and That's true. and Soul and Max and sure. um, let them talk about all the stuff they never get to talk about. They're all nodding in agreement, like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. you guys need a break. Sure, yeah. boys. Yeah. Those are our buried treasures this time around. As always, we want to hear your picks. I'll say it again. Leave them in a voice message on our website so we can share them on the show. That is a little bit of Remember Walking in the Sand, the great 1964 single by the group called the Shangri-Las, uh, lead vocals by one Mary Weiss, who died on January 19th at the age of 75. Uh, Mary Weiss, just a pioneering vocalist and dramatic, almost actor in a lot of her songs. Mm, yeah. um, Largely written by Shadow Morton, uh, produced by Shadow Morton, the great Shadow Morton. Some people may know him from uh, producing the second New York Dolls album. Yeah. The New York Dolls were huge fans of Mary Weiss and Shadow Morton in particular. Uh, you know, Shadow sort of fashioned himself as the East Coast answer to Phil Spector. He wanted big, dramatic, orchestrated productions. Mary Weiss made it work because she wasn't a particularly melodramatic singer there mm. was a sense of yearning and vulnerability in her voice that made these songs come alive it wasn't just sort of a soap opera scenario which in a lot of different hands could have happened yeah uh weiss really uh you know made it made it work 
Um, she started out the band with a uh, with her sister and a couple of twins that they they all knew each other from high school in Queens, New York. They named themselves the Shangri-Las after a Long Island restaurant. You know, really Very modest beginnings. Yeah, seven top forty hits between '64 and '66. Mary hated being called a part of a girl group. Mm. She thought, it, even back then, she thought it was a sexist uh, notion that girls, in particular, girl group, the, the sort of demeaning terminology, uh, meant that they really weren't artists, and she believed quite the opposite. Um, you know, when people asked her, what do you consider yourselves then? She said, I'm a street singer. Mm. I'm not particularly well trained, but, you know, most of the so-called girl groups were coming out in gowns and dresses. Yeah, grooming and, school. And, uh, you know, here comes uh, Shangri-Las dressed in leather pants, you yeah. know. And, uh, you know, I think the only comparable figure from that era would have been somebody like Ronnie Spector of the Ronettes. Mm-hmm. Kind of that tough attitude, you know, rock and roll sensibility uh, to these pop well, songs. Well, and Ronnie and was, had that. she was fighting Phil Spector every inch of the way to assert herself, whereas it seems like Mary Weiss uh, had the blessing and freedom and, and, a, and a more equal partnership with Shadow Moore. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, um, she, she had a huge role in how these songs came off. Uh, she was certainly no one's puppet. Um, you know, and she was working with some of the best folks. I mean, besides Shadow Morton, I mean, uh, you know, Jeff Berry and Ellie Greenwich, uh, great songwriting team out of the Brill Building, wrote songs for them. Uh, so they were extremely well respected. Uh, the sound effects in the songs, the melodrama, you mm. know, people tend to focus on that a little bit. But a lot of these songs are talking about loneliness, loss some of the most gruesome tragedies in, in pop song history, you know, well, yeah, and, described and, in these songs. You and know? the sound effects, you know, they sound one way today, maybe, but bursting out of an AM radio, oh uh, you know, one of those little pocket jobs carrying it around when these singles were on the pop charts. Right. I mean, it was, you know, nobody had heard that. I remember my, you know, first time I heard it, and like, you know, there was some top 40 countdown of the greatest songs of all time, and the Shangri-Las would come on, and my eyes were just popping out of my head, mm-hmm. like, what the heck is this? It was like cinema, you know, on this little transistor radio, you know, it was incredible. Uh, you know, remember walking in the sand, leader of the pack, Give him a great big kiss. I can never go home anymore. I mean, the songs were indelibly great, uh, one after the other. Joey Ramone flat out told Mary one time, he saw her, she came to CBGB to see the Ramones, and he said the Ramones wouldn't exist without the Shangri-Las, which may have been a slight overstatement, but, you know, Joey really appreciated their sound and their sensibility, and obviously the New York Dolls adored them. Uh, you know, they covered their songs. They, they hired their producer. I mean, you think about Debbie Harry, you think about the Slits, the Au Pairs, the Raincoats, Chrissy Hind, mm-hmm. the Riot Girl bands. They all cited uh, Mary Weiss and the Shangri-Las as a huge, huge influence on what they did. Uh, so that cannot be, uh, you know, overstated. And, you know, sadly, Mary got fed up with the music industry very quickly. You know, mm-hmm. they had all those hits. And they never got the respect they deserved or the, you know, they just signed bad contracts, got screwed like yeah. a ton of other artists did during that era. The recurring and, and story. Left, you know, left the yeah. music industry, just stopped. And eventually c- came back and made a couple of records. But, you know, it wasn't really the same anymore, uh, which is a sad uh, story. But the, the legacy is just uh, monumental. And, uh, you know, I, where do you start with this group? One of their lesser-known hits is a song that I want to focus on, really groundbreaking at the time. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, John Henderson, who cited past, present, and future as just an incredibly powerful song uh, that was way ahead of its time. 1966, it was kind of a lower-end chart hit, Uh, a song about sexual violence and how Mm. one woman dealt with it. Uh, co-written by Shadow Morton, by the way, but Mary uh, delivered it very, it was a very personal song to her and a very powerful song with, uh, you know, groundbreaking subject matter, largely spoken, not sung. That's the other thing I might want to add about this, you know, even though she was a terrific singer, again, this sort of actor sensibility. It wasn't just a song. She was playing a part, playing a role. And uh, then you got that, you know, you you got that orchestration behind it. So uh, really dramatic song, great uh, delivery, uh, Mary Weiss with uh, a song called Past, Present, and Future from the Shangri-Las, 1966 on Sound Opinions. Present. Go out with you. 
not? Do I like to dance? Of course. Take a walk along the beach tonight? I'd love to. But don't try to touch me. Don't try to touch me. I was really hoping, Greg, you were going to play leader of the pack just because I want to hear that uh, motorcycle revving up mm-hmm. with a ton of reverb. But, listeners, if you want to hear it, you can go to episode 702 where Alex Claiborne did a fantastic piece on that song. What do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, uh, you know, it's that time of year. Like, uh, if you're living in a cold-weather climate like we are, uh, you just want to get away sometime. And uh, we're going to play some songs about getting away on vacation. Yeah, one of us is getting away, and the other is uh, in going into week two of another semester at uh, Columbia College. Hear you. Don't forget to check out our bonus podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to Sound Opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. As always, Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, and our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo. Great picks on the Buried Treasures gang. Our Columbia College intern is Max Hatlam, and our social media consultant is Katie Cott. Right on the West Coast here.